Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Friday morning. A little chilly out there. Then, oh, oh, whoops. Sorry about that. Uh, it's a chilly morning out there, so be sure and grab your coat. And uh, this was may even get uh, some frost this evening, which I am hoping so that I don't have to mow anymore. That would be fantastic. So, uh, <laughs> oh, let's hope for that anyway. That's one good thing about cold weather that I don't have to mow. So, uh, it's always a plus. But I wish there was a way we could just mow once, sprinkle something on the grass, and never have to mow again. Wouldn't that be nice? So, but uh, uh, Miss Donna Taylor said yes. Keep up with you with the great intro music. Thank you, Miss Taylor. She's a sweet lady and appreciate those kind words. And uh, that's by, it was by Crowder. The song is Prove It. And uh, I love Crowder's music and uh, I really enjoy listening to it. I tell you, it's a shame that um, Christian radio stations right here don't play more stuff like Crowder. Uh, there's a lot of uh, good, uh, exciting contemporary Christian music out there. Uh, but instead, they'd rather play the elevator music. Uh, and uh, it's it just... Uh, it, it's nauseating. I'll be honest with you. It's the most boringest music you can possibly listen to. In fact, uh, there was a, a one time uh, uh, Dad said, "Hey, listen, I'll pay for an hour block uh, for uh, and, and let us play something that's would get Christians jazzed up and get excited." And they wouldn't do it. They said, "Well, the our uh, uh, advertisers or the people who support uh, their station don't like that kind of music, and uh, therefore they wouldn't do it." Alice crazy so that's why you can't get a good station around here to play cool stuff like that because uh they'd rather uh uh pander to the uh uh <laughs> trying to think of a political way to say what i'm thinking uh anyway we'll just say that uh they want to do that so they uh, uh kelly says she loves she loves crowder too so i'm glad so anyway, that's why we're stuck with Christian elevator music on a daily basis. But uh, so if that, if that helps you in any way, but praise God for YouTube. You know, if you're my age, uh, and then you're you remember uh, if you wanted to listen to music, you had to wait on the radio for your song to come up, and then if you're really lucky and you had a uh, a, a uh, stereo, you can sit, hit, uh, press play and record and record those songs you like, you know, and I remember sitting there at the, at the radio waiting for that one song and I get bored, walk out of the room for one, two seconds and it already started. Like, you gotta be kidding me. You sit there and you wait, as soon as it hits, you hit that, uh, record. Man, now we got access to YouTube and, uh, all kinds of different music apps and, uh, iTunes. And so now we, uh, you can listen to everything and anything. Uh, in fact, you don't even need a radio station anymore, really. I mean, it's just, uh, you can listen to what you like. So, well, let's go ahead and do our Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> Donna says she remembered. So, uh, and, and if a guy was really romantic, he would always make you a mixtape. So, <laughs> and uh, so that was true romance there. Well, let's have a, let's do our Pledge of Allegiance, if we may. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right. Praise God for that. And uh, we can still say that pledge. And uh, it is... Uh, Tell you what, it's something else. See what's going on. Uh, the town hall meetings, they uh, grilling uh, President Trump. Why uh, Joe Biden, most 
corrupt, him and his son both are corrupt pieces of low-life excrement, and uh, they, uh, nothing's ever said to them about anything that's going on, and uh, not a peep about anything. Uh, it's just, it's, it's nauseating. It really is. Uh, the attack on uh, Christian values, uh, you know, uh, it's just a matter of time. I wonder how long it'll be before, before Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram start uh censoring Christian posts, you know, me doing these devotions each morning, and particularly with me doing political commentary from time to time, and um, they uh, obviously make it clear that they're going to have censorship, and that's, you know, that's one thing about our, our country, is to have our freedom of speech, to have outlets to express our thoughts, and when that's taken away, uh, you can take a look, good hard look at communist China and uh, see just uh, Ken Ham just had an article today, a man sentenced to seven years because of his Christian beliefs. So, and uh, if the two lunatics that are running right now, uh, Biden and Harris, uh, get in, then we are uh, deep doo-doo people. I was telling you right there right now. And Jennifer Honeycutt said, yes, get out and vote. She had a good little uh, post on there about uh, voting on Facebook. And uh, so definitely get out there and vote. And uh, because I'm telling you what, just pray, pray that President Trump gets reelected. Not only does he get reelected, that it is such a landslide, there's no way for it to be disputed. But uh, it amazes me that people, uh, that they're saying that Biden is ahead in the polls in some places. I'm thought, how? I, I don't get that, you know? <laughs> You go to see, look at President Trump's rallies are packed out. You go to Trump, uh, look at Biden's got two. I don't, I don't get that. I, I just cannot. You'd have to be brain dead from the neck up to even consider vote for something like Biden. I just, you know, if that offends you, I don't care. I mean, really, you'd have to be completely, utterly, and totally forcibly ignorant uh, to do that. I, there's just no, no explanation for it after you've seen what he has done and what he has accomplished. Our president has done, and to still uh, do that uh, blows my mind. And uh, I'm trying to see here, somebody, uh, Patricia said, "Good morning and amen." So, good morning to you, Miss Patricia. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at our verses. If you have your Bibles handy, let's take a look at Matthew chapter nine, verse thirty-eight. All right, so I may go ahead uh, and read thirty-six through thirty-eight. Um, let me see here. Yeah, so I saw about 35. Let's go, I want to go ahead and bring up uh, the focal point is 38. But I think I want to back up and start with 36. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then the fate, then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. All right. And as me Patty always says, bless this reading, the hearing of it to our hearts. Uh, Jennifer says 65 people lined up yesterday at Washington County voting poll at 9 a.m. They said, yeah, I believe it. We drove by there several times and uh, it was... Uh, lined up like crazy i saw it big time austin said uh, fake news yeah really that's a <laughs> fake all right anyway uh don't get me started on that let's just focus on our power i said talk politics all day i'm blue in the face but let's, let's get to reverse here um so when we look at this here you know uh basically what i, uh, I guess what we can look at here is uh evangelism okay 
Uh, I know that some people say, well, I'm not in full-time ministry. I'm not a pastor. But um, these verses should be something that is on all, all of our minds because there are people out there ripe for the harvest. There are people out there who are needing you uh, to evangelize, to tell them about Jesus Christ. You don't know the times that I've ministered or taught to people and uh, invite them to church and say, you know what, that's so weird. I've, I've been wanting somebody to ask me about the Lord. I've been wanting somebody to uh, invite me to church, you know. And, uh, and th there's a, a detriment, a, a lack of Christians uh, to take up the responsibility to get out there and to evangelize and tell others about Jesus Christ. You know, there are times that, uh, I can think of a few right now, top of my head, that I, I should have ministered or I should have witnessed in some way, and I didn't. And I, uh, uh, it, it plagues me, it bothers me. Yeah, Charles Spurgeon said this, ber this verse, verse 38, Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth labors unto his harvest. So that verse uh, plagued him and bothered him uh, than any other verse in the Bible. You know, uh, that's one thing as a pastor, I want to make sure that I'm ministering. Uh, good morning, Ed. Um, uh, that I'm uh, ministering and I'm trying to lead uh, souls to the Lord. But outside the pulpit, I have responsibility as well as to tell others about Jesus Christ and try to uh, uh, you know, bring in that harvest, if you will. You know, here we harvest is uh, something big because uh, it is the fall, and that's, that's something that a lot of people think about uh, at this time of year. But, um, you know, there was a, um, a group of seminary students who were uh, given the task, uh, their assignment, uh, was re to record a essay on uh, the Good Samaritan. And what they didn't realize was that the professor uh, had laid out uh, or sent out some actors uh, to follow some of these students around, and they would groan or moan and fall down right in front of them and uh, to see their reaction. said many of them uh, just uh, stepped right over the guy and kept on going. Here they're, they're doing an audible essay uh, with their tape recorders, of course, you see how many years ago that was. <laughs> now we have our cell phones. But uh, stepped right over the guy and just kept on going. You know, didn't even ask if he needed help if they're okay or not. And, uh, you know, you may uh, uh, wonder, well, that was pretty sorry. You know, anybody with any sense would have said, hey, are you okay? Is, is everything all right? I said, I would have done that. But how many times, though, have you been out somewhere and you you somebody, you see tears in someone's eyes? You, you see... Uh, uh, the pain in their faces and never say a thing or never say a word. You know, I know it's awkward. I know it's difficult. I know that it's uh, uh, not always easy uh, to walk up to a stranger and say, hey, are you okay? And, um, uh, and but as we need to be compassionate. You know, I think we're too self-involved in our phones. In fact, yesterday I about uh, uh, really lost it over a cell phone. <laughs> This girl pulled right out, I mean, right out in front of Brandy and I. I mean, I had to hit the brakes. We even slid a little bit. Acted like she didn't even know we were even in the world and yakking on that cell phone. And the only thing that really saved her for me, picking on the phone, picking on the window, grabbing that phone and smashing it on the ground, was the fact she looked like she's about my daughter's age. And that's about the only thing. As I told my wife, I said, that is the only thing keeping me right now. Uh, from chasing her. I don't care if a man or a woman, either one. I, I, I would have tucked that cell phone and I'd have smashed it a million pieces if I got my hands on it. Anyway, <laughs> so we're preoccupied with ourselves 
uh, in what's in what's going on around us. And sometimes we need to take a look around us and see those that are in pain, see those that are suffering, see those that are having a hard time in life, and showing that compassion, showing, asking them, "Are you okay? Is there anything I can do for you?" You know, there's nothing more frustrating on Facebook than the attention grabbers. You know, you've heard me talk about this before. I, I despise the attention grabbers out there who, you know, they put some vague post. Today has been the worst day of my life, and that's it. Well, obviously, everybody's going to sit there and say, well, what's wrong? What's going on? That's what they want. You know, anybody, you know, if you're going to put something out there, today's the worst day of my life because my dog died or, you know, something like that. But now they leave an open-ended thing, and it's usually something stupid. You know, it's the worst day of my life. Oh, what is it, honey? Oh, my, I dyed my hair, and it's not the right color. You know, something stupid. You know, I just... It, it makes you want to just choke the life out of people. And when I see them open-ended junk like that, I, I, don't even, I don't respond. It's just not even worth my time. It makes me mad beyond belief. But there's some people out there that you can see. They might not even say anything, but it's just subtle what they post and how they respond that you can tell something's not right, something's wrong. That's when you send those messages say, hey, are you okay? You're doing all right. You know, it's like I've noticed something isn't, uh, isn't jiggy there, you know. But uh, but we need to be in prayer, prayer for those of our friends, pray for the lost. You know, we get a lot of prayers uh, daily, uh, and, and particularly on the prayer request sheet of church for, to pray for the lost, and that's great. We need to pray for the lost. But uh, Jennifer said, hey, that is a bad day. Well, I'm sure it is. <laughs> but, I, uh, uh, but you have responsibility, guys and gals, as Christians, all right, to uh, bring in the harvest. The harvest is ripe. It is time to get out there and evangelize. Tell others about Jesus Christ. It is not, you know, it, you have to go beyond being fed to go to feeding. You know, someone uh, once illustrated that it's like trying to tell one beggar, another beggar, where he can find a piece of bread. You know, because we're all sin-filled. There's none righteous, no, not one. And, and we are all sinners. But we know where to find the piece of bread, and that's why we got to tell other people who are starving out there, who are needing God's word, where that they can find that that uh, that that meat, that spiritual uh, uh, food that they so desperately need. And I realize, you know, that we live in a time where where people are not very receptive uh, to the things of God. You know, uh, you know, when I was a youth pastor. Uh, several years ago, uh, in fact, it's been many years ago, but uh, uh, that's why one of the toughest things is trying to get through to these young people about the love of Jesus Christ. See, this is why we do this, see, because of our love for the Lord. You know, uh, I think that uh, we hear so much, for those who are in the church, about Jesus' uh, sacrifice, his atoning work on the cross, his resurrection. We understand it, we appreciate it, but we hear it so much that I, th that I think some people just like, you know, uh, that's, that's good, you know, and go on about their day. But we need to understand the realization of, of what Christ went through. We need to, to appreciate that so very much of his great work, his love, his sacrifice. We see it on in a movie. We can read about it. But I don't, I don't think the reality of it really hits us. We can understand uh, the, the truth uh, and the reality of God's love and what he has done for us. We should be so bold. We should be so excited that we'd be ready to burst if we don't tell someone else about the love of Jesus Christ. And some people will say, well, you don't know. You don't understand my job. If I talk about the Lord, I'll get fired. I would rather be fired for standing up for Jesus Christ than be a coward and not doing a thing. 
And that's what we've got to do. We've got to get, and some people don't want to hear it. You know, like I've told you all this before, uh, a couple of years back when Brandy was in the hospital and uh, she was, I mean, she was about on the verge of death. I mean, she, uh, they had to go do three different surgeries, tried to, um, uh, her stomach had just closed off and uh, she was, she was not getting any nutrients. She couldn't eat and she was, she was malnourished. So we was waiting on this surgery and uh, there was a, woman and a man uh, they were visibly upset they were crying uh, the little boy was uh, i felt sorry for him he was crying apparently he, he he had a patch over his eye and apparently he was going to have to have eye surgery you can tell they were scared and i walked over to him and i said listen i, I don't mean to intrude I, i'm a pastor and want to know if i could uh, pray with you and that's the first time it's ever happened he looked at me and said no and i was kind of like you know, normally most people are like, even even people who are really not even believers. Uh, I've said, "Hey, pray for me," and uh, and then and it was kind of a shock. I was like, uh, "Okay, sorry to bother you." <laughs> Walked off. You know, it's kind of a weird situation. There's some people out there that just won't are not receptive. They don't want to hear it. They want nothing to do with God at all. And uh, it goes back to a lot of uh, upbringing, uh, the lack of God in the home, the lack of uh, parental guidance in regards to uh, Christianity, uh, spirituality, those kind of things, being active in church, uh, removal of God in every aspect of our society. There's a lot of things to blame, but it does not eliminate our responsibilities as Christians to evangelize. Yes, I'm in full-time ministry. Yes, I've been called to the pastorate. And yes, as, uh, that is uh, an aspect of my job uh, to uh, lead others to the Lord. It's something I want to do. And I enjoy doing it, and I love getting behind the pulpit and, and spreading the gospel. But even me, outside of the church side of the pulpit, uh, it, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not required. I don't have to do uh, devotions. I don't have to do these kind of things. But I do it because of my love for the Lord. I'm not do, acting like super Christian here and acting like I, I've just got it all together. But I, 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 I have a compulsion that I have to tell others about Jesus Christ. And just like we're reading here, that they are ripe for the harvest, but, but Christians are doing nothing. We're not showing that compassion. See, there's people that are going to hell. They are dying and going to spend an eternity in hell, and Christians are too occupied with their cell phones or selfies, their whatever it is that's going on in their lives, and not looking around. See, that's one thing I tell my daughter. When you are out and about, you keep your head out of that stupid phone. All right, don't be going to the car like this. Don't be walking around the store like this. You keep an eye out on who's around you and what's going on. Because that, that's the number one, ladies in particular, the number one self-defense is being aware. See, if they see that you're preoccupied, they see that you are, uh, are looking down, then you are ripe for an attack. And it's not just coming from me. This is coming from a professional that was on uh, Fox here uh, a while back who taught self-defense. He says, you're just being aware of what's around you. That would deter majority of people uh, trying to uh, attack or hurt you. And I told my daughter, if you get, uh, uh, you know, if you feel like you got to get on that stupid phone, put your back against the wall inside the store. That way nobody come up behind you and you've got clear view what's going on. Do what you got to do and, and pay attention to what's going on. You're at the, at the gas pump. Look who's coming up behind you, beside you, in front of you. Always be aware. Well, as Christians, we always have to be aware of what's going on around us. We have to be aware of, of uh, spiritual attacks. We have to be aware of, uh, of how the devil can deceive us. We need to have that discernment. But we need to be aware of those around us. 
those who are hurting, those who need Jesus Christ. We need to be aware so that we can have, because we have a responsibility. And, and you talk about judgment. See, Christians will be judged in, in uh, what they do as Christians. See, un unbelievers will be judged for everything, single thing they've ever done uh, in their lives, every sin, everything. They will be judged for everything. We'll be judged for what we've done as Christians. And or as we're standing in front of an almighty God, and said, why did you not ever ask your coworker if they knew Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior? Or what are you going to say? Oh, well, I, I was embarrassed. Uh, I was scared. You know, here Jesus Christ was beaten for you. He was down to a cross for you. He rose from the grave for you, but you was a little too shy. To me, that is self-centeredness. When somebody says they're, they're, they are shy, that is pure self-centeredness. You may say, well, that's harsh. Well, uh, you know, it, maybe sometimes it, it takes to being a little harsh to get through to people because you're too worried about what you think other, what other people think about you, and that's why you, you are shy. You need to get beyond uh, your comfort zone, and you need your responsibility as a Christian. And you need to have that discernment. Now, sometimes when I'm talking to somebody, I'm trying to think, of how can I invite them to church? How can, you know, I ask them if they know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And sometimes, you know, you're sitting there thinking about that and you're trying, and you just talk to some people, they won't shut up, you know. And, and, and by the time you get ready to say, hey, you know, do you go to church or do you know Jesus? And like, okay, thank, and they walk off. Then you're like, ah, you know, it's frustrating, you know, you can't get a word in into it. So that's one. That's one reason why we have those poker chips that uh, have the uh, uh, plan of salvation on it uh, that we hand out to people. If you you know you go get the four spiritual laws uh, that uh, you want those online. I sort of say live way, but they're closed now. Uh, but in um, uh, other tracks that you if you can't have the opportunity to actually verbalize. Um, asking someone if they know Jesus, you can literally take that track and hand it to them and say, "Here, I want to give you something," and walk off. If they get mad, throw it down. Hey, God be the glory, because if they throw it down, somebody else may walk along, pick it up, say, what's this? And that might lead them to the Lord. You never know how that's going to expand and just like a ripple effect. So my, my friends, I've, uh, I can't express enough. In these last days, we have a responsibility and we have a job as Christians to get out there and spread the gospel. The harvest is ripe. And, it, and we need we will be uh, held responsible. Just as Charles Spurgeon said, this verse haunted him. Let it haunt you as well. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. We are the laborers, my friend. Just like a farmer who got a harvest to, to bring in, they don't have enough workers to get the job done. That's just what God has called us to do. We're his, his laborers. We're his workers. And we got a job to do. Make sure you're doing it. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you blessed us with. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to be bold as lions and harmless as doves. Let us be as wise as serpents, Lord Jesus. And uh, Lord, help us to have discernment and wisdom. And Lord, direct us to the people that we need to talk to, that we need to invite to the church, that we need to ask if they know Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior. Send us to those individuals, Lord Jesus, so that we can be a witness. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose to the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, uh, as I pray every morning, be with this nation. Lord, please, that, uh, uh, let you pray that you'll touch hearts and minds, that people come to know you like never before. Uh, Lord, pray for peace. And Lord, please, God, let this election be a, 
an outcome we can all rejoice in. And Lord, I pray that you'll be with uh, uh, our sister Christ, Wendy Lee, as she is going through a procedure today, that everything go well, uh, that, uh, that they'll get a good report back for the family. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'll ease their anxiety and their fears and uh, be with them, protect them, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you'll be with, uh, with Kim Penix. Pray that you be with our brother in Christ, Ron Thompson, uh, Roger Winters, uh, Wendy, uh, I'm sorry, um, Ginger and Troy Hood and Linda David Feathers, uh, Jane Kitchings. Uh, Lord, I just pray to you with all these individuals. Lord, again, be with our president. Give him the proper wisdom, knowledge, and discernment during these difficult times of protection about him and his family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. And I hope everybody has a good and fabulous day today. Uh, yeah, as always, a little shameless promotion never hurts. I don't, if you want to share these uh, devotions and uh, you have uh, family and friends that you think might like to watch these on a daily basis, then uh, by all means, you can find me here on social media at Dr. Young 77 If uh, I'm trying or having trouble right now, but uh, normally you can uh, watch uh, uh, live on our website, flbconline.com. But this whole week I've had trouble. I've worked on it, uh, trying to get it figured out. Hopefully we get it figured out by the weekend. And uh, if you haven't already, <laughs> my dog in the background, if you haven't already, uh, subscribe to the Doc Young Chronicles uh, podcast on Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only, but you can listen to all of our sermons. All of our, uh, all of these devotions each morning as you're going out and about your day. Thank you, Patricia. And anyway, then I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Oh, and for, I forgot. Don't don't forget on October 31st, uh, we will have our uh, uh, fall festival at the church, and uh, we'll have. Uh, brought up the wrong slide here, but uh, we'll have uh, live music by Ivy Road, uh, have free candy. All this will be outdoors, free food, so be sure to make plans to come out and join us. All right. Well, I hope everybody has a good day and a blessed day. Thanks for watching.